welcome to Artwell. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly, and this is the podcast where we're on a mission to understand what it means to do art well. Today is a takeaways episode, and a takeaways episode is a bonus piece of content where I just sit down and in one take, I talk to you about what I learned and what I took away from my latest interview. And today we're discussing my interview with Jack Bond. And the reason we had Jack Bond on the show this season is because he is the only living director to have made a film with Salvador Dali. In 1965, he made the documentary Dali in New York, which profiles Dali's life in New York. And this, as far as I can tell, is his first ever podcast appearance. He's 86 years of age, and so I was absolutely thrilled to get him on the podcast. And I want to give a special shout out as well to Mary Rose behind the scenes who helped make this interview happen. So Mary Rose, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. And one other thing when it came to Dolly New York is it was lost for many years. You know, it was very hard to come by. I was lucky enough to get access, thanks to Mary Rose, to the documentary before this interview. And for you, Mary Rose is currently in the process of getting that movie added to um, Amazon Prime. So if you want to listen to it, I will be updating the description of this episode when it comes out. So depending on when you're listening to this, you can find a link to the documentary in the description. And if it's not there yet, you can follow me on Twitter. I will be sharing on Twitter when the documentary is released. And it's really cool. It does provide like this insight into Salvador Dali. You know, I spent months studying him. I've read books. I've watched other documentaries. I've watched interviews, breakdowns, the whole thing. I've read interviews. There's nothing quite like Dali in New York. You know, it's it gives you a different perspective. It gives you so much access and it gives you people in who made the film weren't necessarily just going to roll over and t- do what Dali said. You know, they were comfortable pushing back. This movie isn't just Dali. It's Jack bringing in this writer, actor, director, Jane Arden. And it's kind of like her experience in Dali's orbit. Like a lot of the movie actually follows kind of her experience interacting with Dali. And so it's a really interesting, like she is truly the lifeblood of the film. So it's a really interesting biography. So again, if you want to check it out, I highly recommend it. The links to it will be in the description of this episode. But now let's get to some of my takeaways. I have a few here for you today. The first one being was Dali wouldn't take no for an answer, that anything would go, that he whatever he would want, he would just push and push and push and push until he got it. You know, and so when I asked Jack, what did he learn from Dali? He said is that it was this. And this answer of Dali wouldn't take no for an answer came up repeatedly throughout the interview. And, you know, Jack kind of summarized it really well near the end where he said, if you want it, get it. And that's what he's saying is that there's always a way to get what you want. You just have to keep pushing until you find how to do it. And Dolly was like that. And that's a trait you see time and time again in some of these great artists and just great leaders and individuals. You know, Steve Jobs was known for this thing that he called the, that was called the reality distortion field. And I'm going to do like a, not like, I'm going to do a very basic explanation of this, but essentially it's like Steve Jobs just had this, what appeared to be this ability to bend reality to his will, to whatever he wanted, things that people would deem impossible. Steve Jobs, through sheer will, would find a way to make them happen. He could bend, he could distort reality. He would not take no for an answer. If he wanted it, he would go and get it. And you see this even in a more contemporary example in the YouTuber Mr. Beast. 
He refuses to take no for an answer. He just finds a way and will keep searching for a way to get it done until he can get it. So the biggest thing that Jack Bond learned from spending a lot of time with Dolly is that don't take no for an answer. And kind of on the inverse of that, one of the other things Jack said to me, which that was entering, is also don't give no for an answer. You know, opportunities are going to come your way. And Jack's philosophy was just to say yes to everything and see where the, the adventure takes you. Even if you don't know what you're doing, even if you don't think you can do it, always say yes, you will figure it out. Because even if you don't know and you say yes, if you want it eventually, you will get it. You can find a way to make things happen. And so the biggest thing that Jack talked about is just this sheer commitment to this fearlessness. That was another word Jack talked about a lot in the interview is he was fearless as an individual. And so he would take on anything and everything without fear and just go for it. And that's kind of a spirit I want to take away from this interview is to not be afraid to just go for things. And I feel like I have that to a degree already, but it was just interesting to hear it coming from Jack. And kind of this, also this idea of this fearlessness of this, this drive to just continue going for it. Jack was born in 1937. At the time of this recording, he is 86 years old. And in my interview with him, he told me there's a screenplay that he's written that he wants to make and that he's actively working on trying to get made. Again, he's 86 years old. This is the energy. This is what I want in my life. I want to still be going for it at 86. I still want to have the fire, the ambition, the drive to make art, to have something to say and to share it with the world. And so I just love that. I love finding these people who are quote unquote past their prime, but aren't letting that label define them and are still wanting to go for it. I just absolutely love it. There's something about that that just inspires me to know that this truly is a forever game. Art isn't something you're going to just get acquired. You can be creative. You can be artistic forever. So we just absolutely love that Jack at 86 years of age is still out here trying and wanting to get a movie made. And for you, I kind of spin that on you is to ask you this question is, are you going to want to make, are you, what, what are you, with what you're making right now, are you going to want to still be making now when you're 86? It's a real question. I think for me, like I looked around a while ago thinking about this and it was like I remember making a TikTok actually this is where I'm going to go with this I remember making a TikTok once it's like a joke with my old podcast which I've been doing for four years and the TikTok was essentially like oh just me doing all this work this week until forever I guess because there is no deadline there is no finish line when it comes to art, when it comes to what you're making, especially when you're like a podcast, like a podcast, especially an interview podcast ends when you quit. Your career as an artist doesn't end until you quit. And so my question to you is with the path you're on with whatever you're making now, is it something you want to do forever? Or is it something eventually you're going to want to quit? And my question for you then is, if you do want to quit, what do you want to do forever? That's obviously a difficult question. You're a human being, and so you're going to shape and evolve. 
And maybe I don't do this specific podcast forever, but I think this mission I'm on of doing podcasts, interviewing people, something I will do forever. I am five years in and I'm still excited to do this. I was excited when I was preparing for my interview with Jack. You know, and I think the way we approach our artisticness and things will change, right? Like this is my second personal podcast, the fifth podcast I've hosted. And so like the, essentially what I'm saying is I understand you were going to evolve, but life is a forever game. So make sure you're playing a game you can play forever. Be 86 and still wanting to do the thing. Be like Jack. Another interesting thing too about Jack when it comes to him being a director and why I fully believe he could still make a film at 86 is he, in the interview said, he's never actually ran the camera. He's never been the guy holding the camera, getting the shots. He's there directing. You know, he's he's organizing the chaos. And I think that that's, and the reason he does that, he says, is he knew that there were better people who could run the camera than him. You know, and that's such a valuable trait to be able to kind of step aside, to move aside, remove the ego, and admit that there are other people who are better at this than you. And the takeaway for me is that, like, figure out what your core skills are. Like, what are you truly the best at? What are you better than most people at? And double down on that thing. You know, I think my personal philosophy is you can get so much further doubling down your strengths and trying to make up for your weaknesses. And when you double down your strengths and you start to find success, then find the people who supplement your weaknesses and do them much better than you can. Remove the ego. And I think that's a hard thing to do, especially for online creators. Because we're so used to being in control of every single piece of the creative process. You know, we're this show, for example, I'm responsible for everything. I'm responsible for sourcing guests, for doing research, for both the season and the interviews, for editing everything, for doing everything is me. And hopefully one day, eventually, I'm not doing all of it. And I can just double down on the things that I love to do and I'm the best at. And that might be the secret to finding a way to make things forever, to make a movie when you're 86, is to keep the process fun, to make sure you're doing all the things you actually enjoy doing. I remember listening to Tim Ferriss on Colin and Samir. And he said, anything that is, that has a, anything that, takes even the most minor of toll on you over time will compound to make a big impact. And so you want to make sure that eventually you're finding a way to eliminate things that you don't enjoy doing. Because over time, those things will compound and make you dislike the process. It's a process to keep the process fun, to outsource the things you're not good at, to find people who are better than you. That's the job of a director and a leader is to find the people who are better at elements of the process than you to help make the end result that much better. And obviously takes removing the ego. That's not an easy thing to do, but it's important for your long-term success as an artist. Jack also mentioned something on this podcast that we talked about with Nicolas Deschardes last week, and that was Dolly's theatrics. You know, he mentioned Dolly's theat- theatricality. He said it was able to take him beyond where he was. And Again, we come back to this. I feel like the, the theatricality and of Salvador Dali is such like a, not a hot button issue. It's not like widely debated, but I think it is. I think it's 
one of the biggest debates with Dolly's character is was this theatrics intentional? Was it just who he was? Was he doing it to try and get his art out there? Was he more concerned with fame than art? Like this is such a debate, but I've talked to two people who both knew Dolly and not to be fair, Nicolas knew Dolly when he was young, much younger when he was a kid. Jack knew him in the 60s and they both seemed to think that the theatrics was a way to push his art and his message out there which is an interesting again this is just two people's opinion that I've spoken to thus far and all the people who will be on the show are obviously not going to be people who are opposed to Salvador Dali but it's interesting that that is a common theme that the theatrics is a way to get himself out there and so again right like and I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing trying to do things to get your art out there I think obviously we've talked about it on the show there is a line when it comes to theatricalities and the things you do to get your art out there because to me personally, I felt like Dali, Dali almost crossed the line where the theatrics were just for the sake of the theatrics and they weren't necessarily for the art anymore. They kind of lost the purpose of the theatrics over the course of his career and it became about them, not about the art. But then again, like we talked about Nicola last week, it's just maybe that's me not giving enough credit to the second half of Dali's career, which most people don't do. So the theatricality of Salvador Dali, once again, something I want to continue to think about much beyond the ending of this this season. Coming back to Jack wanting to make a movie and he was 86, there's something he said to me near the end of the interview that really hit me. He said that he wishes he'd made more films. And so Jack, I'll say, is an underrated director. He's not as well known as other directors out there, but Jack had success. He made a lot of money. He spent a lot of money. He enjoyed the money that he made. He bought a boat, traveled around the world. He had fast cars, motorbikes. He had success. And what my takeaway here was, is Jack did the thing that so many people are trying to do. He was successful with his art. He made a lot of money. And then he got to elevate his lifestyle, which feels like what a lot of people are trying to do. But at the end of the day, despite having all of those things, at 86 years of age now, he wishes he just made more films. And that's not me saying that I think he regrets living his life. He lived a very complete, a full and happy life. He had to experience a lot of amazing things, had, was friends with a lot of amazing people. But despite all of that, the thing he wants now more than anything is to make more movies and to wish he had made more movies. The reason to make art isn't for the rewards. It is for the sake of making it itself. And so I ask you again, are you making something because making it is a reward? the rewarding part of the process is the process itself. Because if the reward for you is how many views you're going to get on your TikTok, I don't think you're playing a forever game. I think you're chasing the rewards. And so I encourage you to find the thing that the process itself is the reward. You know, because like I said, Jack got all the rewards and just wanted to go and make more movies in the end. 
And now he's 86 years old. He's still out here wanting to make films because he absolutely loves it. When it came to the way Jack made films, you know, I was asking about his creative process. We didn't get to dive into it a ton. So I actually have a couple bullet points here of some things that I found in my research that we didn't get to, but I still wanted to share with you because I think they're valuable. And one of them ties into an actual thing Jack said. Another one is completely separate. But I guess I could kind of, I'll tie them together here. I'll make it nice and clean. When making a story, making a film, Jack says, Jack's philosophy was do it for real because what else do you got? You know, and I have this quote here of his that I found in my research in one of the few interviews of his I could find. And the quote is, if you have a story to tell, just tell it truthfully, the way you see it. Forget the fads of the day, they will pass, but your film will live on. So how I kind of interpret that is just tell the story authentically. Do what you have to do to tell the story in the best way, in the most real way. And my interpretation of real way isn't like don't use effects, don't do anything like that. It's just do what is best for the story. It's my take on that. Tell the story in an authentic way. Don't chase trends. Don't edit it a certain way because that's anything movies should be edited right now. Do at the end, at the end of the day, do what is best for the story. Tell the best story you can possibly tell. Use all of the tools at your disposal. Don't just use the tools that everyone else is using right now. And part of the way Jack does this, and this is the other thing I found, is when he starts to make a documentary, when he starts to when he starts a new project, even a narrative film, his first step is to empty his mind for a while and just let the possibilities flood in. He says, they will come to you. You just won't know where. And in order to do that, you just kind of have to empty your mind and let them come in. And to me, that's his way of starting with a blank slate. So he's not following trends. He's trying to create, it's almost like, from first principles, but for his story. He's trying to empty his mind so that he can just make... He's trying to empty his mind so that he's starting from a blank slate. He's trying to create the most pure way, to create in whatever way is best for the story. And so the things that I will remember from this interview with Jack is one, that the process itself is the reward. So find the thing where the process itself is the reward to find the thing that you want to keep doing at 86 years of age, to keep going for it, to not take no for an answer, and to do whatever is best for the story. Unless that is renting a live bear. And if you don't understand that, go listen to the interview with Jack. But either way, if you listen to it or not, I appreciate you for just listening to this. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe, share with one friend who you think would enjoy it, and if you want to go deeper into the life of Salvador Dali, I have a two-hour deep dive on him you can go listen to. I have an interview with the world's leading expert on Salvador Dali, Nicolas Deschard, where we get into the most misunderstood part of Dali's career. I'll be recording an interview with Dr. Christopher Heath Brown this weekend, who is the co-author of The Dali Legacy. And now, go do your thing. And whatever it is, do it well.